Hey mamas, this is Playfully Faithful Parenting, and I'm your host, Joy Wenling. I'm a seminary grad and children's and family minister turned stay-at-home mom to my five girls. Spiritual parenting is my calling, and it's my passion to help other mamas disciple their kids using the power of play and their own authentic daily walk with Christ. If you're a mama who wants to introduce your kids to Jesus and watch as the Holy Spirit transforms their lives, this is the place for you. I'm so glad you're here. So let's dive in and see how we can partner with God today. Hello, hello. This is Playfully Faithful Parenting and I'm Joy. And today we are going to talk about prayer. And this is one of the five key tools from Parenting for Faith. However, they don't call it prayer. And I love that. They call it chatting with God and catching from God. And so they're very purposeful in teaching our kids what prayer is and not just what it is, but how to do it in ways that are accessible for kids and really allow them to connect with God. Remember in the first episode of this series, I talked about the difference between God's smart and God connected children. And so we want God, we want our kids to not only know about God, but to intimately know him. And so I love her book, Rachel Turner, um, the book Parenting Children for a Life of Faith that uh, I've been kind of pulling from. This is also a course that I am just finishing up the certification for. So I just I love their ministry, the language they give to this and how it equips parents really help their children have a relationship. And so today, again, we're going to be chatting with God and catching from God. And so this ministry is British. And so it's out of the UK. And so we in the US don't often um, just kind of talk about chatting and our kids chatting. But um, so it just feels it feels fancy to me. Um, But really, it's supposed to be the opposite of that. It's just this informal relational communication that can about anything she says in her book. And I just here is um, so I just wanted to read this paragraph. It says, have you ever noticed how hard it can be to get children to pray out loud? Children who we cannot get to stop talking in daily life miraculously freeze when it comes to prayer. I began to realize that in an effort to help children pray to God in trying to create a formula that would help them, we have ended up slamming down restrictions on them that are limiting their connection to God. Our children have been trying to figure out how to do prayer instead of a relaxing into enjoying a relationship with the God who loves them. And a couple paragraphs down, it says, this is what is on offer to our children, an authentic connection with God through prayer that enables every part of their hearts to be open to him. Ah, so beautiful. And I understand, like one, I do, I understand that um, the reasoning to try to give our kids a formula to help them understand because prayer is 
it can be so abstract and God is invisible to them and it feels odd, right? When we first just start talking to this invisible being. And, but with with help and, you know, we trust that our kids can know God, like authentically know him, then we should trust that they can authentically talk to him as well. And there are some things that I absolutely love about liturgical churches, for example. My husband, however, does not like litany at all. He can't stand them. He, to him, they feel very inauthentic and not heartfelt. And I can understand that. And I think sometimes that's 100% true, while other times they can be beautiful. For example, I got a book of for called To Light Their Way by Kate. And some of these poems or these prayers feel like poems. And they're just so beautiful and moving and um, are really powerful and meaningful to me, even though they're the exact words that I would have said. And so I can understand the simplicity and giving concrete idea of teaching them this formula of, dear God, thank you, I'm sorry, amen. Um, or even adding in that, please, would you? Um, I understand that. And our kids can learn from that and they can begin to pray from that. That is limiting. And imagine, uh, she's, she gives this example in the book, Rachel gives this example in the book of if she were to only talk to her husband in that way. And um, dear husband, thank you for taking the bin bags out of the bins. I'm sorry for accidentally turning off the computer when you were in the middle of your game. Please take the bin bags all the way outside to the wheel. The end. And I mean, just imagine talking to, you know, your kids or to your spouse in that way. And it would not lead to a very meaningful relationship. And so we have the opportunity to teach our kids how to more authentically share their hearts with God. And so one of the ways we can do this is by modeling our own prayer. And um, when we pray with our kids, making it very informal, making it conversational um, and making it, you know, fun at times of just, hey, God, wow, we had such a great day. We did da 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 da. And then tomorrow I'm really looking forward to this. And oh, do you remember when Poppy said XYZ and just making it so relational and so casual uh, can really help to model that for our kids. Another, another quote she says is, we want to train our children to communicate what is on their minds in the way they want, instead of trying to translate it into a language that they feel is more acceptable to God. God doesn't want us to try to speak his language. He wants to come down and listen to the language of our heart and whatever age that is, whatever development that is, whether that is through pictures that we draw, whether that is um, through, you know, a, sitting down and talking that is while we're on a bike ride or while woods, all of those can be ways for our kid to talk to God. 
and to just creating windows into our own prayer life. And if you want to hear more about creating windows, that was um, two Mondays ago. I will put a link to that one to show notes. Uh, and so then you can also share with them about the disciples and how the disciples spent time and talked and we can help lead them through prayer. And when I first took the Parenting for Faith course, I have to say this prayer section was the part that really blew me away and made me rethink the way that I've been teaching my kids to pray. And I don't think there is a right or wrong way to pray. And I do think that my kids are learning to love to pray, but I was missing so many opportunities. And, um, and this, one of them, one of the ones that she shares was something that I did. Uh, and, but the way she does it, I trained and um, altered it a little bit. So the topics, um, you know, she talks about get, helping your kids by suggesting some fun, casual topics that they can tell God about. And this is what we would do. Um, favorite color, something you like to eat, something like you like to do, fruits, you know, a fruit that you like, uh, a person who has hurt your feeling, a, tell them, tell God something, a pet or the best movie you, you've ever seen. And so I was doing that, but here's where I love, realize that I was missing this opportunity is she then invites kids to whisper the answer. So she brings up one topic and then invites kids to, um, if they're under six, to whisper the answer in their hands or into a pillow. And so that the kids know that the answer and this conversation is only between them and God. And if they want to tell mom or dad later after this chatting time, then that's fine. But right now, this is only between the child and God. And if they're over six, they can silently do it in their head. But under six, um, kids really have a hard time of just thinking it, praying in their head. And so that's why whispering in their hands or into a pillow can be really helpful. And talks about just kind of going back and forth between serious topics and silly fun topics. And so I just, I love, I love that. And we do that one often in the car. And sometimes we do, we whisper them and we think them in our heads. Other times we shout them out and where we're all shouting at the same time and we can't all hear each other, but we're all just talking to God and knowing that it doesn't matter if we can understand each other when five other people are shouting because God's the one who needs to hear and he can. And um, she talks about keeping them focused on sharing emotions and thoughts because that is where real relation created. And finally, it is okay and encouraged to allow kids who would rather express to God non-verbally, it is great. So whether they want to journal or draw or sculpt or growl or yell, whichever um, an appropriate place that those are great ways for kids to talk to God. Now, here's the second half that uh, honestly, I did not do very well at all. 
And it is still something that I'm working on teaching my kids. And that is what she calls, this is what she calls catching from God. And so it is hearing. It's about and teaching our kids to hear from God. So this story that she shares, she talks about Samuel, Eli in the Bible. And wow, it was so convicting. Like I, I am a nosy mama because I'm, I'm a proud mama and I want so much to um, know and encourage my kids' relationship with God that I'm probably in it too much. And so that's where the story for me was like, oh, I really need to work on this. And so um, I want to read to you from 1 Samuel chapter 3 and listen to the example here of an adult teaching a child to hear from God. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Now in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare and visions were quite uncommon. One night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Suddenly, the Lord called out to Samuel, Samuel, yes, what is it? He got up and he ran. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go back to bed. So he did. Then the Lord called out again, Samuel. Again, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, my son, Eli said. Go back to bed. Samuel did not know that the Lord, Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message. So the Lord called a third time. And once more, Samuel got up and here I am. Did you? Then Eli realized it was the Lord. So he said to Samuel, lie down. And if Saul's again, speak, Lord. your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed and the Lord came called as before. Samuel, Samuel, Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. Then the Lord said to Samuel, I am about to do a shocking thing in Israel. I'm going to count all my threats against you from beginning to end. And it goes on with this warning. Um, then Samuel stayed in bed until morning, then got up and opened the doors of the tabernacle as he was afraid to tell Eli what the Lord had said. But Eli called out, my son, here I am, Samuel. What did the Lord say to you? Tell me. So, oh, this is so good. Like if this were me, and I know Eli is not Samuel's father, um, but even when I was doing children, if I realized God was talking to a kid, I would want to be right there with the kid to soak it all in and to witness this. But Eli goes back to bed. He he knew it was the Lord and yet he went back to bed and just gave Samuel direction and how to respond to hearing from God. And that is a hard thing for my mama heart to want to do because I so want to be there. But it is more important to me that my kids learn to hear from God because I am preparing them to go out into the world with just him and without me. And they need to know how to hear his voice. They don't me beside them all the time. They need to recognize God with them. So I love, love that story. And uh, so then here are some ways uh, that 
Rachel Turner and Parenting for Faith are very practical. And I love, love, love this. Okay, so here are the ways that she talks about um, God speaks to people and kind of preparing our kids, introducing our kids to these are all the different ways that God has spoken to people in the past. It doesn't mean he can't speak to us in other ways. But these are the typical ways in the Bible that God has spoken to people in our brain and using our brain. Pictures or movies, words in our mind or guided thought with our ears and or eye. Some people hear God's voice audibly or see things that aren't really, that aren't, that other people can't see Um, with our skin. So some people just feel it like goosebumps, right? And, uh, or just other physical sensation of, uh, you know, a, a weight or feeling a hug, feeling someone holding you with um, our feelings or emotions in our guts, have that feeling. No. And then also in dream, God spoke so often and he still can talk to us and our children. And this is important that we don't let kids think that every single dream is from God, but sometime they might get a sense that God is trying to do something. And so these are just a few of the ways that teach our kids to hear from God. And there are um, scriptural experiences like examples of these different experiences. Again, I would highly recommend the Parenting Children for a Life of Faith book. There'll be a link in the show notes. So you that out on Amazon and that goes into much greater detail than I could. But if you would like some one-on-one help teaching your kids about chatting and catching or any other way of really discipling your child, I would love to work with you. You can set up a free 15 minute consult. Um, The link is in there. We can problem solve. I will try to help you solve at least one problem that you are encountering. Have one idea in this and then we can work together for as many weeks you wanting and I have a program where we walk through and create an entire discipleship kind of plan for your family using your kids and your interests and your skills and your skills um, individualized for your so if that is something that would be of interest book a free consult let's get together and talk about how I can help you disciple your kids and this is for any age from even if you are pregnant we can start talking about discipleship it's not too early and even if your kids are teens we can still talk about them to Jesus and to the God who created them and loves them and is going to go forth into the world with them so mamas if that is something that is of interest to you or even learning more about discipleship through discipline, please book a consult. I would love to chat. Until we get to chat face-to-face on Zoom in a consult, here's your way to play. Invite your kids to tell God a joke 
or to tell God about their favorite movie or their favorite episode of a TV show and and help encourage them to do that where you don't get to hear the and be proud that you get to introduce your children to this type of relationship with God. And if it is hard on your mama heart, like it is sometimes hard on mine, know that God cares about them more than you can. And I know that is such a big love that you have for your children. And then just imagine how much more God's love for them is. So on behalf of God, thank you for loving and playing with his kids. Have a great day. Bye, mamas. Well, mamas, that's it for today. Thanks for joining me on Playfully Faithful Parenting. I'd love to keep the conversation going over on the socials. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you felt encouraged or equipped by today's show, do me a favor and leave a review. I can't wait to hear your story. Till next week, keep playing and pointing those littles to Christ.